is Erin and welcome to Everything EFL. There's no Shane this week or indeed for a while. Unfortunately, he's having to take time away from the podcast due to other much more important commitments in his life. But fingers crossed he'll be back soon. But in the meantime, I have a special guest who is an absolute legend. She is a committed teacher. She's relentlessly positive and a total ray of sunshine from the Educators Mindset podcast from San Diego. Please welcome Erin Myers. Oh my gosh, you're so sweet. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm so excited to be here and I'm really, really excited for this episode that we're going to be doing today. Me too. Um, I've been looking forward to this literally all week. So, <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Um, why don't you start by telling our listeners a little bit about who you are? Oh yeah, absolutely. And thank you again so much for having me. You know, I'm so grateful that we've met through podcasting. And so my name is Erin Myers and I am a teacher in San Diego, California. Um, I currently teach middle school uh, English language arts for sixth and seventh grade. This is my fourth year doing that. And then in the past, I've taught elementary as well for four years. So I'm really excited to be here with you, Erin. Thank you. Me too. Um, do you have a favorite level? Oh gosh, that's so difficult. I mean, when I was teaching elementary, I was teaching third grade. So that's such a beautiful age. Um, I really, really enjoyed that. But to be honest, I really love the middle schoolers that I'm working with right now. Um, so it's, it's kind of hard to pick a favorite. They both have wonderful, <laughs> wonderful things that come along with each uh, age. Okay. Um, can you just translate middle school? What kind of age is that? Because we don't sure. use that terminology over here. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. So middle school uh, with our sixth and seventh grade that we're looking at students who are uh, 11 and 12 years old. Um, oh, nice. In okay. eighth grade, they get up to like 13. Okay. So just before the hormones kick in. All right. <laughs> so are you currently teaching online? Yes. Yeah, so this year we're uh, navigating through the pandemic, just like everyone else and the school that I'm at right now. The middle school kiddos are still virtual. Our elementary students, because I work at a kindergarten through eighth grade school, our elementary students are starting to go back, but our middle school students will not go back until 2021 in January. Wow. Okay. Well, that segues very nicely into the reason I thought of you this week. So what we're going to do this week is we're going to share some activities that I would normally use in the classroom for Halloween. And then you will tell me how you would adapt these ideas for teaching online. So if you're listening, you might need a pen and paper for this one. Uh, but of course, at the end, we're going to mention everything in the show notes as well, all the links and stuff. Okay. Should we dive in? Yeah, sounds great. I'm ready. Okay, I'm just going to show you a couple of pictures and I just want you to describe to the listeners what you can see. Sure. All can right. you see that? Yes, I do. So um, I see a character, looks like a zombie, who's walking with one leg out and two arms out extended as well. Okay, and the word on the card? Zombie. Okay, and the second picture? Second picture, the word says dungeon. And what I see is some bricks and uh, almost in a wall. I apologize if you can hear my dog in the background. Sometimes he barks. So I apologize, <laughs> I know, listeners. <laughs> I know he, he, he's uh, picking a fight with someone walking in the alleyway. Um, sorry about that. Going back to the picture, uh, I see a wall that has bricks. And then there it looks like a kind of a gate that is in a semicircle with uh, looks like poles going vertically up and down okay. on the gate. 
but nice and detailed. So these are vocabulary cards and my students actually did the drawings here because I'm useless. I usually get my, my students to make vocabulary cards. So this is for Pictionary and it's Halloween Pictionary obviously. Um, you just use the vocabulary that you've taught them. You, I would put the, my class into two teams, put a pile of cards at the front of the classroom by the board, split the board in two and then the first uh, student from each group runs to the board both at the same time they take three cards they draw them when the, they, the people in their team have guessed them they keep the cards in their hand run back and then the next two students from each team does the same thing they draw three pictures and they keep going until the cards have run out and then whoever has the most cards at the end is the winner awesome sounds like a fun game i love it <laughs> yep it's a winner pictionary is always a winner yeah. so how could you adapt that yeah so you know when i was thinking about this game um there are a couple of things and first of all, I just want to say, I think it's a really great way to review vocabulary. Um, I think that one thing that I would highly recommend to teachers is using the Google suite because the Google extensions are free. Um, so it's not something that you have to pay for. So what I would do is I would actually use Google Drawing or the Google Jamboard, which essentially is an interactive whiteboard that students could okay. draw those images on and share them. And then also just um, something else too, depending on where your students are, if you just want to see their understanding of a variety of vocabulary words, there's also a website called Quick Draw that um, oh, yeah. give them random vocabulary and give them 20 seconds to draw. So that could be a fun way to also check in and just see their general understanding of vocabulary as well. Brilliant, okay, <laughs> we'll stick that in the show notes. Awesome. Okay, so the second thing I usually do better with a low level class is, mm -hmm. have you heard of a poem that goes something like, there was a dark, dark wood, in the dark, dark wood, there was a dark, dark house. In the dark, dark house, there was a dark, dark room, dark, dark cupboard, dark, dark shelf, dark, dark ghost. Have you heard yes, that? Yes, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what I would do is I would print the poem out, mm -hmm. um, cut up the lines, stick them around the room or outside the classroom and do a running dictations activity. And then um, the groups would have to reorder the poem into the correct way. Mm -hmm. um, I will attach a video of this um, on YouTube in the show notes so everybody can see what I'm talking about. But it's just basically a very simple, repetitive poem. What would you do with that? Yeah, and so I actually was curious about this because um, I've heard of similar activities like this before. So when you cut up the vocabulary words, are they listening to the poem and then going to go find it based on their memory? Um, you could include that or you could just um, say there's a poem around the room. It's split into, you know, separate lines. Mm -hmm. You have to collect the lines and put it in order. And then I suppose you could use the video after if you want to practice a little bit of like uh, cadence in the dark, dark house. There was a dark, dark room yeah. or something like that. Or just um, give, give them the link for homework or something. Right. Yeah, you know, and I was I was kind of thinking about this because I was looking up different running dictations um, and just different ways that you can do it. And so what I would recommend is whether you're using, if you're virtual, um, regardless if you're using Zoom or Google Meet, I would really recommend using the breakout rooms for this where, you know, you might with online, if you're having them try to find different things, you might have to create a couple of different places for them to go search for these items. So again, you could use a Google drawing or a Google doc um, and, and have them do it that way. What I was kind of thinking is if you had them, let's say if you read the poem and their job was they had to go like, um, they had to go repeat that poem based on their remembrance of that, is that you could essentially have 
some of the students in the main room with you and you could share the poem and then they'd have to go to the breakout room and tell their partner what they remember from oh. the poem and the, and the partner could be writing it down to help with that communication. So that nice. could be a way to do that. <laughs> yeah, so clear communication is essential here. Great for pronunciation and diction mm -hmm. and things like that. Lovely, yeah. very nice. <laughs> okay, good. Now then the next one, um, I usually use Thriller, the music video by I Michael Jackson. <laughs> yeah um it always um it always manages to raise a laugh because it, it really looks dated now like the the, the makeup and the, the wolf and everything and um it is very funny i had one student be like what is this like this is really old it's rubbish but i just <laughs> i just ignored him and carried on with the lesson um and there's a few things you can do with the video you could you could get the students to sort of talk about what's going on you could put it on silent and get them to describe what's happening in the video oh i love that um pause and predict you know yeah. you know when he kind of goes oh and he kind of puts his head down and then like you could pause it there and say what's going to happen next you know you know he turns into a werewolf he brings his head up and his eyes are yellow you know right um, right or when when she runs away like what's going to happen where's she going you know like right. you could um do that yeah um and then you could follow it with um there's tons of these online i'll, I'll send i'll put a link on the show notes they a listening gap fill Mm -hmm. And there's one that I have with um, instructions as well. So it's a full lesson on its own. Yeah. Um, and then, I mean, that could lead to tons of um, vocabulary activities. You know, you've got words like creatures, ghouls, shiver, freeze, right. tons and tons of vocab there. So you can get loads out of Thriller. Yeah, I, you know, and, and when I was thinking about that, when we talked earlier to kind of get ready for this episode, I think the thriller music video has so much to offer, like you said. Um, I think music videos in general, depending on the yeah. type of, you know, the day um, or the time of year, you could certainly use this. I had a couple of ideas. Um, so if you wanted to, let's say, you know, I'm virtual teaching and I want students to be able to watch the video, like you said, there's actually a really great program called Nearpod, N-E-A-R-P-O-D. Um, okay. With a lot of these programs, there's a free version and a paid for, but the free version's fantastic. And you can essentially embed the music video and then have discussion questions after that. And there's also collaboration boards where you could ask a question and students could post almost like virtual sticky notes on a collaboration board, depending on Brilliant. what you were doing. If you wanted to have them predict, you know, what was happening next. Um, with a gap fill, what I would recommend um, for teachers is to use... Uh, virtually what I would do is I would use like a Google slide again going to the the Google suite products you know because they're all free right and that's one of my favorite things about them um, and essentially what I would do is create that gap fill like you were talking about and here's a little trick though for you teachers out there who might want to use the Google slides if you just create a text box and just have it students can accidentally delete the text box there are so many things that can happen but actually if you create it on a google slide and just create the gaps where you want the vocabulary words uh, for students to fill in you can actually download the google slide as a png or a picture file and then re-upload it as a background image so they can't even edit it or change it at all uh -huh. and then you could create text boxes or places where they could actually incorporate the vocabulary you can leave it blank for you know students who might have a little bit higher level vocabulary or you could create like essentially a word bank um, so that they could move those around and you could actually embed the video too onto the google slide so it could be like a one-stop shop 
Um, nice. So those were a couple of ideas. And then also, I know you talked about, um, you know, writing with this too. And I was thinking, how fun would it be? I loved your idea of keeping it silent, the video silent. So having them yeah. create their own story based on just watching yeah. the video and not having any dialogue or any of the music, but having them create a story too, which would be really fun. <laughs> Yeah, that's really nice. There's there's so much scope with music videos. Yes. Um, can I just ask a question? Being a yeah. bit of a, a virtual learning virgin, can you um, incorporate Google Slides and stuff into Zoom? Um, so yeah, so what you can do is uh, when you create it, when you go to the share button in the top right corner, um, you can share the link. So you can actually you know share it so that it goes directly to um, the students in the chat. And there's actually a little trick um, and this is going to be a little bit more detailed but um, I use Google Classroom which again is a free um, place where you can essentially create a virtual classroom and so you can do it one of two ways you could have the virtual classroom and have the document uploaded there and in Google Classroom you there's actually an option where it'll automatically make a copy for each student and share it with you as the teacher so it takes away a lot of that extra, you know, those steps. Um, if you don't have access to a Google Classroom, what you can do is go to share, you make it so that it's view only. And then what you do is you actually look at the link and find where it says view and you change that word to copy. And what that's gonna do is it's gonna force make a copy for students. So you share the link with them and it's gonna force make a copy for them. So I know it's a little bit more in, uh, uh, detailed, um, by all means, reach out if you need any other help with that. Um, but that's another way that you can do it just using Zoom or Google Meet. Okay. Yeah. I mean, for me, it sounds very complicated, but I'm assuming that like if, if teachers are listening to this and they are online already, mm -hmm. that will probably make a lot more sense than it does to me. Oh, <laughs> like I know. Said, it's, yeah. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I was just going to say, go for it. there are so many steps to things and, and I've been virtual teaching for almost a year. I mean, close to a year now because we closed up in March. Um, so I'm like a little shy, like around nine months now though, because I taught summer school as well. So I've been doing virtual okay. teaching for quite a while now. Okay. And do you find it's not as scary as people might assume it to be? Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, I think with any kind of teaching, it does take time to adjust. And I think as teachers, we hold ourselves with such high expectations, which is not a bad thing. But I mm. also think that I think back to like my first year of teaching and how people were so kind to me. And it was like, you're new and we're all new to virtual teaching. You know yeah. what I mean? And so and, and just whatever teaching looks like for you right now, it's all new because we're dealing with the pandemic. And in addition to that, a lot of trauma that comes with that. So we're navigating yep. through supporting our students. So it, it can be a little intimidating at first, but just giving ourselves grace and just saying, you know what, I'm going to try one new thing this week. And that's fine. Yeah. You know? And, and I think also out. like just, there are so many amazing teachers on Instagram who, who mm -hmm. are doing virtual learning. Like there are so many people you can ask questions to and message. Mm -hmm. And I think everybody would be happy to help. Um, yeah. Anyway, moving on, moving yeah. on. Uh, <laughs> just a couple more ideas. Yeah. So um, there's a series um, on YouTube called the History Channel, Bet You Didn't Know About. And they do like St. Patrick's Day, like they do everything. Right. And I found one on Halloween. Again, the link will go in the show notes. <laughs> I like it because it, it's fast. There's lots of text on the screen and it's visual. Mm -hmm. um, it's great for collocations and phrases, things like ancient origins, keep something at bay be mistaken for so quite high level but mm -hmm. some really nice language there um so i would probably do just sort of straightforward comprehension see what they know first answer some questions 
um, and then possibly students could make a video or presentation about a festival in their own country or how they celebrate Halloween or something like that. Um, but I, I just think that anything audiovisual is is completely engaging. A hundred percent. I think that especially with students and the access to technology, that's a lot of what they prefer, you know, is videos yeah. and things like that. And I also really liked this because not every student celebrates Halloween. So I think just going into the history more so, I think is a really great way to um, teach the kids because a lot of these kids these days, they just think Halloween costumes, candy, that's it. They don't know the history. Yeah. So I really love that you were bringing this into the learning. And so my, you know, some of the things that I had kind of thought about was I really love inquiry-based learning. So what I would do uh, virtually is, you know, on Jamboard, it's like that interactive whiteboard. So I might pose the question first before they even see the video, what do you know or think you know about Halloween? And yep. they could write, Prediction. you know, yep. And they could write, you know, the sticky notes and then you could show the video. Um, and I call it a KWL chart. I'm, I don't know if you've heard that before. It's pretty, pretty common in California at least, but K is what do you know? W is what do you want to know? And then L is what did you learn? Um, so that could yeah. tie into that presentation idea that you have. And I think that's great. And I think um, bringing in other cultures too. And so like, you know, for my students, a lot of my students celebrate Dia de los Muertos and that's different than Halloween. So I think that would be a really great way to kind of transition into other cultural holidays and celebrating that. Yeah. Especially like that's quite dark, isn't it? There's mm -hmm. lots of skulls and death and mm -hmm. stuff. So it kind mm -hmm. of, it ties in. Um, yeah. did, did you know that Halloween originated in Ireland? I did not. So I actually watched that video well, there you go. at me and I was like, what? This is so great. <laughs> yeah, no one knows. It. I did. Um, I do an online quiz every Friday and I hosted it a couple of weeks ago. And that was one of my questions is where, where did Halloween originate? And most people said America. Yeah. And when I said Ireland, like it just blew their minds, you know, <laughs> they just didn't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it's so wonderful to, to teach the history of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, last idea. Um, so the school that I was working at um, mm -hmm. does a Halloween story competition every year. So mm -hmm. um, each level has slightly different linguistic requirements. Mm -hmm. So, uh, for example, a high level might have to incorporate several past tenses or something mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. But basically... Um, students can write alone they can write in groups and then they submit their entry by a certain date and then our director of studies chooses a winner for every level and they get like um uh, a free trip on the social program or something like that as a prize but i, cool. I just think it's such a nice idea for collaboration and creativity a hundred percent yeah um, I actually did a fun writing challenge with my students this past week. I do have a couple of students who don't celebrate Halloween and they're, um, they have def different religion, um, you know, expectations where they can't even really talk about it. So okay. I think whether just depending on your students, if, if they all celebrate Halloween, go for it. Or you could just make it like a fun October writing challenge because October is when it gets colder and it's, you know, a little bit darker and things like that. Um, and I think that's a great idea. So what I, what I like is I like to give the students a title and a couple mm -hmm. of vocabulary words and they have to create a story like based on that title and they have to incorporate the vocabulary um, nice. and like like you said I think it's a great opportunity for them to choose if they want to work alone or work in groups so the nice thing is is with zoom 
Um, we have breakout rooms and actually Google Meet has breakout rooms as well. And so what I'll do is I'll um, have the students rename themselves in Zoom and they'll put a number in front of their name. So one is like they want to work with the teacher and create a story. Two is that they want to work alone. Three is they want to work with a partner. And so it's really easy to organize them and get them into breakout rooms so that they can collaborate and write. Nice. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> Love it. Um, oh, that's great. Um, Okay, I think we're going to wrap it up there because yeah. time is a ticking, but would you like to plug your pod uh, and tell us where we can find you on social media? Oh, yeah. Well, and thank you again. This has been so fun. I'm like really excited to take some of these activities into my next week. I get new students and it's right around the Halloween time. So I'm really excited. Yep. Um, I'm mostly on Instagram. I do have Facebook, but Instagram's my jam. Um, uh, my, <laughs> my Instagram handle is at Erin, E-R-I-N dot. Myers, M-Y-R-E-S. Um, and as you mentioned in the beginning, I have my own podcast called The Educator's Mindset, where we really focus on the mental health and the well-being of teachers as well. Which is so important, especially now. Yeah. Was it the pandemic that sort of got you into doing the pod or did you create it just before that? It did. It did. Actually, the pandemic was it. I really started the podcast in the summertime, like right around summer. And so yeah. um, I've only had it for, you know, about oh gosh, five, six months now. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was definitely something that I felt was needed in general, but then especially with the pandemic too. Well, I, I love it. I think it's such a lovely idea. You have some really interesting guests and I just want to thank you for being part of this episode. Thank you for your ideas. Thank you so much for having me again. It was so fun. It was great, wasn't it? Um, please like, share and follow everything EFL on Instagram, Facebook or Twitter. And as Erin said, Instagram is also my jam. So that's where you'll find okay. me mostly. Um, check out my new series of videos starting today or yesterday on fun warmers for different topics. And find the link to the podcast on our social media bios and listen on Spotify, Anchor, Apple, etc. And don't forget to tell your colleagues. Yes. Bye. Yes. Bye. Bye. Bye.